Section eight of Horror Stories by Ada Buisson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Baron's Coffin, Chapter Five The Result. I cannot tell you the joy of my heart at, an hour before dark, seeing signs that those drunken wretches were about to depart. It wanted but half an hour of the twelve that Monsieur Louis might safely remain in the vault and mademoiselle paulina having come down from the room stood in the dark shadow cast by the little chapel waiting for me i counted each minute as it passed and there they rolled on and those wretches still lingered by their horses and wouldn't mount my god that was the most terrible half-hour i have ever passed mademoiselle was standing leaning against the hard wall of the chapel and wearying heaven with her prayers but heaven was obdurate ten o'clock struck and they were still shouting with their drunken voices in the chateau grounds i grew desperate and in my desperation a thought flashed across my mind the window over the altar why not reach my unfortunate master by that i fetched a flask of brandy some tools and a small pistol and then accompanied by my young lady i crept quietly round to the back of the chapel there was a tree growing tolerably near and with a little exertion i soon reached the window holy mary grant you may not be too late whispered mademoiselle and then i opened the window gently and let myself down on to the ground behind the altar i was not nervous naturally but still there was something awful in going down among the dead to wake up the living and a cold sweat ran down my face as i moved gently towards the altar to get a candle before descending into the vault but to my surprise the flagstone lying on the altar steps nearly threw me down and from the open vault came a faint light could the baron have got out of the coffin almost numb with a ghastly kind of terror i reached the edge then down a ladder placed there into the vault at the farther end where the coffin had been deposited stood a man stooping down and watching something tools were scattered about and the lid of the coffin was standing against the wall i made no noise i did not see the man's face but i knew it was monsieur paul now i thought as monsieur louis said himself it is but a question between their two lives so i raised my pistol and pointed it at the stooping figure just then a feeble groan echoed through the vault and i fired a maddening moment followed i saw a man turn on me like an enraged beast and as we closed together in a struggle that was to be the death of one of us i caught sight of a ghastly face rising from the coffin then monsieur whether i fainted or became insensible from a blow i am not certain but it was dark for a long time i woke up lying on my back in the cool night air with the stars of heaven peeping at me through the trees beside me was a tall figure partially dressed in white partially naked busily employed in digging the hideous reality came back to me at once but was it monsieur louis or monsieur paul which life was gone 
i rose up faintly and looked around beside me lay the black coffin with the lid covering it and the moonlight was playing on the white features of the baron louis digging in the earth as i rose up monsieur louis came up to me we must make haste he said and bury it out of sight we'll be back again before dawn he spoke huskily and not altogether like a rational being whilst his features were awful to look on where is monsieur paul i asked in a low voice dead he answered in there and he pointed to the coffin come and dig i tell you they'll be back before dawn and i did dig and the black coffin lay there beside us did you kill him i asked presently dig said the baron they'll be back i tell you there was a faint glimmer of dawn in the eastern sky when that grave was finished and then i had to go to the chapel for ropes to lower the coffin into it on the altar steps sat mademoiselle paulina how she had got there i do not know she did not speak a word as i entered she did not even raise her eyes from the gaping vault at her feet but she sat like one in a trance i returned to monsieur louis and together we lowered the coffin into the grave and shoveled in the earth we must make it flat we must make it flat the baron shouted as he jumped into the grave from time to time and trod down the earth with his feet flat flat that they may not discover it he looked so awful so fiendish almost dancing there on his brother's corpse that at length i could stand the sight no longer and i rushed into the chapel the dawn was just struggling in through the open window and its light fell on the poor young lady's bowed head i went up to her and tried to speak but my tongue would not utter a sound i was dumb as the dead and there she sat and i stood while outside we could hear that husky voice shouting flat flat presently he came after me calling my name and then as the grey light fell on his dreadful face and figure and his sister saw him she started up like one awakened from a dead sleep oh she exclaimed louis where is he and then she seemed suddenly to remember something she shrieked out buried alive buried alive and she fell down like a stone at her brother's feet and those words of hers monsieur brought a terrible fear on me one that as i hope for pardon never had crossed my mind before i staggered like a drunken man and was about to rush back to the grave when the maniac caught hold of me and flung me down into the vault and there as i struggled in the darkness i heard the flagstone thrown over it the centenarian paused as he came to this and stretched out his trembling hand towards the brandy bottle the horrors of that night monsieur you must think will never end and i thought the same it was terrible to lie there among the dead and fancy you could hear the muffled cries of a man reaching you through a wall of earth if ever i got out of that place 
i knew it would be too late to save him the deed was done it had been a struggle between their two lives and louis had won i lay there for hours it seemed to me ages and then to my intense joy i heard footsteps overhead and a gleam of light came struggling down and a flood of light for so it seemed to my eyes wearied from the darkness and women's voices called my name i contrived to crawl out somehow and then i found mademoiselle marie and clotilde one holding brandy and the other bread and both pale as death it was evening they told me their brother louis had ordered them to wait until sunset before they released me he had set off to orleans they believed at any rate he was gone and paulina was lying upstairs in a terrible fever shouting out buried alive buried alive they supposed in fear for me i let them think so i knew it was too late to do any good i went upstairs dressed myself and ate and put things straight a little after the drunken revels of the soldiers and when it was dark i took my spade and crept out to that dreadful place under the lime trees it was sickening work and when i came to the black coffin i dropped my spade and felt i could do no more no sound came from it i took out my chisel and set to work to take the lid off but it was firmly screwed on and i had to work hard for many minutes at length it was off and then holding my breath with fear i looked in it was a ghastly sight monsieur a face agonized and black with staring blue eyes the forehead bruised and battered and the teeth clenched absolutely closing in the nether lip hands grasping each other with such force that one or two fingers were quite crushed there was no doubt of what death he had died years and years passed away after that the old chateau was closed for monsieur louis went to paris and showed that he was as staunch a republican as monsieur paul had been i followed him and more than once as i have heard of his ferocity and seen his white savage face i have felt certain that it was some fiend who took possession of the body of the baron when he rose from the dead that night and that it was not my old master bad as he had been who did that awful deed as for the young ladies marie and clotilde went to italy and took up their abode in some convent poor little mademoiselle died of the fever and well it was so for she would have had a cruel life haunted by the remembrance of that night when times grew more settled monsieur louis or baron de gaulle as he then dared to call himself went to england and married an english lady the mother of the present baron and there he lived till i suppose inspired by a love of country he returned to the chateau for a few months visit and died suddenly he never forgot his promise to me and not only gave me money whilst living but provided for me in his will 
but we rarely met i think even his heartlessness could not bear the sight of me he saw no priest and i believe the story of that awful night of how he got his brother into the coffin of how he overpowered him or even of how he himself contrived to revive from that death-like trance never passed his lips he died as he had lived gloomy and unrepentant the only illusion he ever made to the past was on the evening of his death antoine he said under my bed you will find the black coffin don't bury me in that remember i won't be buried in that i could not rest and after his death to my surprise i found that coffin empty too under the bed in his room it looked strangely new considering it had been buried in the earth for i thought years and years how it was how it got there what became of the remains of monsieur paul i cannot tell you there lies the ugly thing as you saw it after having been buried twice and having twice mysteriously got rid of its occupant ready for a third and a third monsieur will soon be ready for it or rather for one of its relations for like the old baron i don't believe i could rest in it shall we go into the chateau monsieur the air blows somewhat keenly i rose up rather reluctant to enter the gloomy old place but old antoine put his arm through mine and led me in those times are past and gone he said and thank the good god they are ah monsieur if you like to hear stories i can tell you many a one of those times that while you hear shall make you forget your ennui i can tell you something about myself which would make your flesh creep tell you how i became the hideous object i am but i thought i had had enough horrors for some time and i must confess that instead of reconciling me to my solitude that story of the baron's coffin made me pine after my london home more than ever it was with the greatest satisfaction that i received a letter from my employer saying that he had changed his mind concerning the restoration of the old chateau and he intended to employ the money in building a gothic villa on the banks of the thames instead of which he hoped i would immediately set about drawing the plans and so in spite of the shady delicious old pine woods and the sunny blue skies of gascony i was very glad to turn my back on the old chateau end of section eight and end of horror stories by ada buisson thank you for listening